0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's
1: go to the Brandon Moving and Storage hotline. Standing by, Tom, or sitting, or whatever he's doing, Tom Murphy, 501-228-5757 is where you can reach Brandon Moving and Storage or online at BrandonMoving.com. Hi, Tom.
0: Hey, guys. Good to be with y'all today.
1: You too, my friend. We finally got some sunshine, and it'll be a cool weather uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday up there. But we were talking about the possibility of some rain on Sunday. Any gut feeling on whether or not we'll see a doubleheader tomorrow?
0: Uh, there was a lot of talk about that in the press box yesterday because Sunday might might have some rain involved with it. So um, I guess we'll find out later today. But definitely no doubleheader today, and um, could turn to could play two tomorrow could be a
1: fun long day it would be
2: you uh you're in dave van horn's ear a lot can you maybe whisper into him to get little earlier starts just maybe for us instead of a two o'clock start what about a one o'clock starter hey we'll take a noon start around here
1: how about a couple of businessman specials you know <laughs> maybe go over over the lunch hour grab a dog at 11 30 <laughs> and a core beer from a from the uh, old beer stand. It's
2: just really not fair that the afternoon shows are getting preempted and Justin and I are doing our full show day after day after day.
1: It's really unfair for the listeners is what it's about. I feel bad for them.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I got no no sway on that one. They got to do what's best and try to get people in those stands. Uh, man, it was cold day yesterday, but I think a little bit better today.
1: Early returns on the baseball team, Tom. Certainly very impressive outing from Connor Nolan. Heston Kirst had, had about as good an opening weekend as you could have imagined. Uh, anything else that stands out to you about the first what is it four games in here?
0: Um, you know we're going to keep an eye on that pitching staff because so they're going to need depth to the to the staff to get through the meat of the SEC schedule. And yesterday, Cole Ramage and Kevin Cops um, they couldn't locate uh, particularly their breaking balls part of the time and. The Gonzaga's got some veteran hitters, and they set on some of those. And, you know, the, the depth of their pitching staff is going to be tested. And I know super cold weather like that, you don't want to, you know, draw too grand of conclusions about it all. I do like the, um, the depth up and down the batting order, different guys contributing. And when Casey Martin really gets rolling, um, it'll give them another dimension. Hesse Kerstad off to a super great start. This Gonzaga team, though, you know, they, they've had Arkansas's number here. So yesterday was a big, big win for the Razorbacks.
2: Tom, I really like Tress. He uh, he comes in, and, I mean, he got a day, he didn't strike anybody out, I don't think, yesterday. But quick outing, throws strikes, and he's a power pitcher, throwing it 94, 95. When it's cold like this, I just can't imagine what he could be like once it warms up and you're on a Friday night in the SEC. <clears throat> and, and then yeah. you throw in Monk, too. I thought Monk looked good.
0: Monthly really good, three strikeouts, two innings. Trest just pitched to the contact, had a quick inning, which was fun to watch on that kind of a day because Gonzaga had runners in scoring positions all throughout those early innings. And it, they just never could get a, mm-hmm. a super hit to crack things open. And, look, they benefited from the wind in the second inning uh, when Brent Harris hit the home run. That he just put it up in the wind, and it crawled over the fence. But, you know, Arkansas got its break on the KC Open, double, and um, they got a catch-out in left field. Braden Webb made a great catch on a, a ball that got blown around by the wind, um, a diving catch. So hopefully it won't be so bad today, and will uh, be more of a normal-type game. We've been talking – hey, Well, I, I just look for a good pitcher tool today. Connor yeah. Nolan throwing for Arkansas, and they got the left-hander, uh, Mac Lardner, who threw six shutout innings against BYU in their opener. So mm-hmm. – uh, he's got a great change-up, and that's the kind of thing that can throw you off timing and stuff and get you chasing out of the zone. So, uh, Razorback's got to be real disciplined against him today.
2: We've been talking about Robert Moore, and, you know, the storyline is he's a 17-year-old kid, should still be in high school right now. But, Tom, I, I tell you what, he's the next star at Arkansas. Watching him play defensively and swinging the bat – give him you know he's going to be the next casey martin heston kerstad i'm convinced watching him play and then listening to him in the press conference yesterday with how well spoken and confident he is no he seriously justin's got the big eyes looking at me like i'm calling it now <laughs> this guy's going to be the next big thing at arkansas
1: the overhype machine begins early in this young man's career he's barely been through puberty west let's give him a break
0: you know when you come from a baseball family like he does it's in your veins you just kind of have that it factor he's got it he's playing great defense so far uh his at bat yesterday in the second inning uh was huge I mean, the first pick he said he knows that they want to attack him and not have to face the top of the order and so he was waiting on an inside fastball he got it and yanked it down the line and um uh, kind of got things rolling for the Razorbacks because it was a nip and tuck game it was a good game and um him doing that in the nine hole the, the benefits of that, as you guys can understand, are huge. Turning the lineup over, giving you speed at the bottom of the order, a lot of good benefits there. And it, it's a non pressure situation. Yep. I like the way he put it yesterday. I, I don't have to be the superstar on this team. Just fit in and do my role, man.
1: Well, depends who you ask whether or not he needs to be a superstar. West says he's the guy, so we'll see.
2: I said in two years he's the next guy. You watch.
1: Okay. Um, SEC Media Day schedule's been announced, and I was looking through here and. I was thinking about who I'm most looking forward to listening to, so it was pretty easy. Wednesday, July 15th, Mike Leach. Sam Pittman's got to go right before him. What a crappy spot for him. I mean, that's a bad draw, man. It's a warm-up act. You don't want to go after him? He's, he's squeezed between Nick Saban and Mike Leach. What a tough gig for Pittman. I mean, no matter what he says, I can't imagine him saying anything that's going to stand out with Saban first and Leach after. But maybe that's fine for him. That's, he's kind of an understated dude, so that's okay.
0: And he is, he's got a dry sense of humor. I mean yep. I think he'll make a favorable impression and of course I do love to be able to type and almost keep up with him. But you know they released <laughs> that and you're not sure who goes in front of the big on the big stage first between him and Nick Saban. They mm. that gets clarified later on. So okay. he could be first. All right. He could be
1: second. Okay. Uh so yeah, drink wit's up there. Who else? Who else is new this year? I miss anybody else? Oh, Kiffin. Kiffin. No, hello. He's on the second day with Kirby Smart Stoops and Derek Mason who doesn't typically say a whole lot of uh, controversial things. Last day will be Muschamp, Fisher, and Gus Malzahn. Tom, I saw a report out
2: of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution last night that Pittman has stolen two more folks from Georgia. Now, they're like office people. I think they're in charge of player development or something, but uh, the article wasn't uh, – they were disappointed and, and said this was a big loss for Georgia, and Pittman keeps raiding their staff.
0: Well, Fernando Velasco is a is a Georgia player, a former Bulldog. He played in the NFL for nine seasons, and he was in player development. But he's just kind of guy, you know, who what he says is going to mean something when you've been in the league that long. So it's going to mean something. It's just an integral part to the whole the whole, the way the whole office is put together. And yeah, I did see those reports that were kind of like, man, you know, Sam Pittman's grabbed another key key member of the of the team. So. Um, I'm sure he had great relationships with these guys, including, you know, Jamil Walker and Ed Ellis, and then, of course, Scott Fountain, the uh, special teams coordinator. So, um, you know, a little bit of a ex-Georgia Bulldog West kind of a team going on here. Um, they got a long way to go to be, you know, as successful as the way Kirby Spark, smart, has built Georgia up to. But he's surrounded himself with good people, and that's how you build an organization. They're getting some talent in here. I mean, the, the five transfers are going to help Arkansas next year, and they just got to keep building that roster. I think I think what it is now, everybody's pretty satisfied. They got a guy who really wants to be here. Mm-hmm. He's hired some good hands that are going to help recruit and have knowledge, SEC knowledge, and uh, now it's about accruing talent and being sharp on game day and executing, because the last, uh, the last uh, coaching staff, they had a good second year recruiting, but they didn't execute on game day. It didn't translate to the players and the way they they act. They executed on the field, and it turned into a disaster. And I think people understand that he's hiring good people. They're getting a roster development here, and if they if they're three stars, they continue to you know grow them. Then Sam Pittman will start putting together a program here. It's going to be fascinating to see how how that uh, comes together and if they can start winning some SEC games.
2: You mentioned the five transfers. What are are your expectations? What do you think these five transfers can do for Arkansas next season?
0: Well, obviously, Felipe Franks could be the starting quarterback, the guy with the most experience in the QB room right now who's done it. You know, Xavier Kelly, a big pickup. Didn't get a whole lot of playing time at Clemson, but they were loaded. He's a four-star who who wants to see a pass through the NFL. So, you know, he's going to be battling to get on the field, and it just helps their D-line rotation. I mean, when you lose a game and you lose tj smith that's that's your two starters so you bring in you know a jonathan marshall a guy who's had moments you've seen him blast through linemen and make tackles in the backfield a few times this last season uh isaiah nichols a kid who you know is going to keep developing who it means a lot to him so adding kelly to that mix can only help you And, and then you know you got the linebacker you got the kicker reed who should be battling for the starting position it just helps all, all along, man. You need competition at a lot of spots, and, and that's what they're bringing on board here.
1: Tom Murphy joined us on the Arkansas Democrat Gazette on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Tom, on Keith Service coming Live Fan Feedback, Richard points out, and I think there was a story about it in the Democrat today, Auburn is paying more $750,000, which drops his payout from two point four to $1.7 million a year. Are there any rules that mm-hmm. keep teams from paying coaches who are under contract a dollar? It seems like there was some controversy similar to that when Pelfrey was fired and went to Florida.
0: There, you know, I think there's I I don't know how the inner workings of the contracts and all that work in terms of I think Auburn is underpaying Chad mm-hmm. and, you know, because Arkansas is picking up the huge bulk of his paycheck, 735 is not the going rate. And mm-hmm. I I guess you can do that. Um You know, is it ethically responsible? Eh, You're right on the fringes of that. I think I think they ought to have paid him at least one point something million, and then Arkansas picks up the rest of the tab, you know, to to bring it up to two point five or two point four, whatever. But hey, that happened. Arkansas did the right thing by paying Barry Odom uh, roughly, you know, the going rate for defensive coordinators. I think that was a responsible thing to do and. Um, it took Auburn a long time from December until now to release that uh <laughs> that contract data. And to, to announce how you, bad they're gonna screw it.
1: Arkansas, yeah.
0: Well, I mean you can do that, but um uh, I, I don't know. I it's it's interconference stuff, and they can hash that out in their their meetings yeah. and all. But to me, it's a
1: couple I mean, hundred grand all- minimum away from being l- legitimate.
2: I did see Brandon Marcello tweet yesterday uh, or last night that the last two or three years average what Auburn paid their offensive coordinators, what they're paying Morris. Hmm. That I guess they had some – or they did. They Remember they had some younger guys at offensive coordinator and basically Gus was the offensive coordinator. But
1: Which is what he'll be now. Yeah,
2: that, that it's just a tweet from Brandon Marcello that was well, saying that is the kind of the average what Auburn's been paying.
1: Hmm. Auburn's trying to raise more money for coaches' salaries. Their ex-player was selling 159 pounds of weed. I mean, some of that will come back into the general coffers. They're doing what they can, Wes. Quit being critical.
2: Here it
0: is. All right. Well, admittedly, Auburn's offensive coordinators, they haven't had as much responsibility. Gus, you know, resumed play calling and all that, so I get it. Mm-hmm. But Kevin Steele's making about 2.5, and, and coordinators on that level of the SEC are making higher than that. So, hey, you can get away with it. That's mm-hmm. fine. You just do what they want to do. Operate the way they want to operate.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Well,
2: Devil's Advocate, you can say Arkansas did the same thing with Chavis. They got away with not paying him as much that one year. Whatever they it gave him, it was too much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, at, at the time, he was, I think, the highest coordinator in Arkansas history at 900 and whatever it was yeah, it for was. that first season. And then it jumped up to 1.5 the next season, which was clearly in line. So... Um, a little bit different scenario. Yeah. yeah,
2: but they still paid him roughly 600000 got off the hook $600,000 that first year.
1: But they were paying yes, him more. Did. That's what they pay guys. And that, So it's your point mm-hmm. on the Auburn thing. I would think that's a fair comparison. And Frank was paying guys 8000 a year and government cheese in the 60s who are three times better than Chavis. There's so. no doubt. Go figure. Uh, <laughs> Razorback basketball back on the court at Bud Walton tomorrow. Tom, These, I guess it's the second game of the SEC slate tomorrow. Tennessee-Auburn is your breakfast Tip off and a pretty good one, but uh, Missouri. Yeah, it's a game Arkansas. I mean, I, I'm tired of saying this must win, but I mean they really need to win everything that's left. But uh, yeah. you know, Isaiah Joe, yeah. I guess is the question. What's what's what are you hearing?
0: Well, hearing that he's, he's he's possible to play tomorrow, and maybe it's a more limited role. But I mean, this is a team Arkansas should have beaten them up there an overtime game, um, and they've let a few of those get away from them. Man, they would be in such a different. Different story if they had hung on and beaten Auburn, if they had played well and beaten South Carolina, and so on and so forth. Didn't happen. Total crisis mode right now because they're probably off the bubble. So I think they need to win three or four of these last five and and do some damage in the tournament. I mean, they, they've just tried so hard. I mean, they you got to give them credit, man. They're undermanned, undersized. They just keep fighting. Um, and these close games haven't gone their way. If Mississippi State doesn't tip that ball in, you know, they're in a different frame of mind right now. So uh, Missouri's playing really good basketball of late. They have to stop. They have to slow down Xavier Pinson and his driving. That's a number one goal to slow him down, keep him out of the lane, try to make him a passer, and make make the other guys like Drew Smith and those guys shoot it from the wings and, and pick it. Uh, otherwise, Pinson will kill him. He's hot right now, and uh, that's got to be plan, plan one.
2: Yeah, with the way Arkansas's uh, defense was against Florida, Penson's got to be licking his chops right now, thinking he's. And then you don't have a shot blocker inside. That's when teams realize that, and they're taking advantage of Arkansas just driving to the rim at will, knowing that they they don't have anything to worry about. So I, I'm, I bet Pinson is super excited to be playing these guys again.
0: Yeah, and just like just kind of like Mason Jones, I mean. Arkansas started off so tentative on offense against Florida and they you know the shot clock would go down and it looked like their options were pretty limited. But then Jones started driving. When they played like their hair was on fire late in the first half, it's, Jones started driving and and then that opened up and Sills hit some threes. They were a different team and you know, Bailey certainly helped him with a kind of an offensive explosion. They've got it they've gotta play that way from the jump to start winning these games. And um it's just you know, it's just that there's such a limited, uh, limited in depth right now. So yeah, you know, Isaiah Joe coming back. I mean, even if he's slowed, just having him out there on the perimeter, you, they've got to commit a man to him, and that's going to help.
1: Tom, thanks for the time, buddy. <laughs> Enjoy the weekend. Plenty going on on the hill for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's starting to heat up, man. And spring football be here before you know it. Good time, man.
1: All right, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it.